Welcome from the deep. I'm Mike Finder, and I'm Book of Brett. And today we're talking about the 2022 film Pearl from director Ty West. But we have a very special guest on here today. We've got Josh from the VHS Files podcast. Thank you for being here. You are our very first guest ever. Yes. Hey, thanks, thanks. Sherry. <laughs> Sherry. Thanks Pop so much, Daddy. guys. I am. I'm honored to be the first guest. Yeah, we um, we well, both really well, like we your podcast. We haven't gotten into so. the episode that's, yet, so calm down. Yeah, that's also calm down. yeah. Uh, we are both <laughs> you big don't fans. Know that yet. We're both big fans of what you guys are doing over there. If you guys have not checked out the VHS Files podcast, I will link that down in the description and up top right now. Um, if you like what we do, you will like what they do. They are much better at the whole podcasting thing than we are. I will say that. Um, and so, if you if you really love movies, if you like old school. Uh, we tend to focus on horror more, and they are a little bit more old school everything. Um, Whose fault is that? Okay, well, we don't need to throw blame around here. I've tried. I've tried. I've tried diversifying. I've tried. Uh, but yeah, if you guys like us, you will definitely like the VHS Falls podcast, so go check them out for sure. Um, I want to know what everybody knows going into Pearl before we get into this, because this is a movie I've had on my watch list for literally since it dropped. So I want to know, Brett, what did you know going into this? Because I know you didn't know much about Ty West or the whole X-Pearl thing. Well, I knew it wasn't the Ocean documentary that I originally had thought that it was. <laughs> um, and I had watched X. I've watched X. Uh, well, I watched X when we uh, right before we reviewed it. And I really enjoyed it. I really liked it. All I knew going into this one was that um, she, it's, it's a prequel. That's, that's what I knew. So and that's all that I knew. I just, I knew we were going to get a young Pearl and we were going to see how she became old Pearl. And yeah, that's it. That's all I knew. Josh, have you seen this before? I went to the theater and saw this actually. Oh, I, um, man. oh shit. Okay. I've, um, I, I'll go ahead and say I'm a Ty West fan. Uh, I've seen, all but one of his films, I believe. I think he's got one that I haven't seen, and that's the, the one that's not horror, actually. All, oh, all yeah. of his stuff is horror except for one movie. I can't even remember the name of it, but I have seen his other three, well, with X before, so I've seen all four of his other horror movies. So um, did you see X in theater too then? I did, yep. Wow. Yeah, those are and, two and I just straight up missed He's better last than year. us, Mike. Yeah. Deal with it. I just straight up <laughs> missed both these last year. I remember seeing ads for Pearl, but I had no idea at the time that it was connected to X, and I had not seen X. I was so up Barbarian's ass last year. I was just convinced nothing else was going to beat it. So Yeah, I, I watched you guys' uh, review of X, and it um, seems like you guys uh, really do like Barbarian, which I, I, I wanted yeah. to bring up because mm -hmm. you were kind of comparing and contrasting X to Barbarian. Yeah. Uh, I saw that in the theater as well, and while I did enjoy it, I do, I do, I do like X a little bit better than Barbarian. Um, but I, I have my ear to the ground to like A24, which it sounds like you guys are a little like wishy-washy on A24 just from your X review. But I'm I, a much bigger to... fan of A24 than Brett is. <laughs> it's, it's, it, it could not be truer. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I, you know, the older I get and the more movies I watch, I tend to really gravitate towards elevated stuff, stuff that's not so much surface level. I like when 
movies challenge you and kind of yeah. give you something to look to, you know, to, to the metaphor and all the stuff they're trying to say with the art and the production and the set design. And like, I eat that shit up. So a 24 is just like my kind of, my kind of studio. Yeah. So I, I have my, I have my ear to the ground for when they're releasing stuff. And when I just saw that they were releasing X and it was directed by Ty West, I was really excited. So I was there like opening weekend to see X and same for Pearl. Um, when I saw X, there was a, after credit scene or whatever, they played the trailer for Pearl directly after X. So it was one of those like, holy shit, they've already made a sequel to this. Like it was, yeah, they, it's they crazy. filmed both like, of them in the same year, right? Yeah. They filmed yep. them back. He started, um, he started writing Pearl during the production of X. Well, it was he and Mia Goth really kind of got together on the character and it was sort of a brainchild of him and Mia Goth working together. That is and definitely what of... I found interesting is that Mia Goth helped write this. When that popped up on the screen mm -hmm. while watching this, I was like, oh, I had no idea that she was like a writer. Right. Yeah. I mean, ultimately, I she call... brings a lot to the character. So I, yeah. I think it's kind of cool that she decided to get in there and and kind of help adapt the character and kind of show you where she came from and how she gets from you know, young, innocent, well, quote unquote, innocent <laughs> Pearl to, to, uh, to the Pearl we know in X. Yeah. I call me a God Zarlock because she looks like an alien. I don't disagree with you there, but I, I, I actually I've become quite a fan of, of Mia Goth in the past couple of years. You know so what? I, I have too. I, I don't I, I don't think she looks like an alien, but she's definitely got that like Anya Taylor Joy or whatever her name is look like where you look at her and you're like, oh, she she's an interesting face. Her face yeah. is interesting. I, I I saw eyebrows for the first time in Pearl. Yeah, right. Um, I I I didn't know she had those. <laughs> <laughs> All right, and, and, and I'm not I'm not being mean. I just I thought she had. I was going under the assumption that she had like a condition where she didn't have eyebrows, <laughs> and <laughs> I'm not kidding. The condition is her skin is the same tone as her eyebrow color. And so it's just like almost invisible. Um, I did, did want to ask, I know, I, I know there's a lot of, there's a lot of talk about whether or not Brett actually hates Mia Goth or hates the characters she plays. Yeah. Uh, just from Jim watching the X episode. Yeah. And I know we're going to get into that actually. It, uh, it's, it seems like he wasn't a very big fan of infinity pool. Um, which, um, yeah, I'm yeah, a, that's, that's true. I, I, I was not, um, I have not gone back and watched it yet. But um, just, I, yeah, I was not a big fan of it. And I didn't like Mia Goth in it. Yeah, um, she's definitely annoying as, as said, fuck in that movie. Yeah, she's incredibly annoying. Um, but again, I couldn't figure out, do I not like her or do I not like the character she plays? And as we will find out, uh, this movie made me feel one of those is very true. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Well, I'm anxious to get to that because I have thoughts about Mia Goth in this movie. And uh, I'm also very anxious to hear, you know, uh, listening to you guys review of X and, uh, you know, how, how it came across to Brett watching it and uh, him trying to figure out what Pearl was going to be. It's kind of funny. He's talking about the cop showing up in Pearl 
And <laughs> I'm just gonna, we're gonna put this out there. We got a comment about There's that no too. There's no sheriff. Yeah. There's no well, sheriff. We got a comment I'm not on convinced it. He may he may show up in Maxine. That may be a thing that I happens. I need him back. I need him back. He is my favorite throwaway character of the last ten years. I don't know why. It's something in the, just. There's something about him where I'm like. Dude, I could watch like a whole like a, a whole like series of The Office with the sheriff in it. <laughs> he has like five lines in the entire movie. Yeah, too. exactly. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but, I, but but I'm like, well, what maybe about forty him? seconds of screen time. Well, I think I, I I think I just really wanted to see like the side of it where he like starts going to like an investigation for yeah. everything. Well, and I it, think it, that may be what we get into Maxine. It's that's that's kind of what I wanted to touch on after we get through talking about Pearl is where we could possibly go for Maxine. Yeah. The only thing I know is that it is set in Los Angeles. So I think the chances of the cop showing up there are slim, but that's I'll true. hold out hope for you, Brett. I'll hold out hope <laughs> that he's in that one. Well, as we'll see. As far as Infinity Pool goes, I love that, and I definitely agree. The older I get, the more I like, especially horror movies with substance, which is one of the reasons yeah. I think X <clears throat> is so damn good. Um, because it, it there is stuff in there that if you want to find it, it's there to be found. But if you also yeah. want a surface-level slasher movie, X is perfect. And, yeah. and I... I I will say this. I had not seen Pearl before today, uh, but I had seen clips of it here and there, and I kind of vaguely knew what it was about. Uh, mm -hmm. So going into this, I had sort of a vague idea of what it was going to be as far as a prequel goes. But I will also say it it really is way different than I was expecting it to be, too. And and that is, I think, my favorite thing about it, because I walked into this thinking I know what this is going to be. And it was completely different than what I figured out. And that's why I'm kind of I'm kind of chomping at the bit to get to what Brett's thoughts about this movie were, because I I know he ended up walking away from X, liking it more than he thought he was going to. Yeah. And Pearl is a very different movie than X. Yes, it <laughs> is. But, but you, you know what? Nobody's ever said they were interested about anything I have to say on this show. And I want <laughs> you to know what that means to me. Yeah, you can't you can't lift him up too much here. I've got him in such a position where he spits his opinions out. I shit all over him, and then we move on. <laughs> I am I, 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 I'm the lost sibling in the attic eating fish heads. <laughs> Your ugly Bart or whatever his name we're, was. Yeah. We're making a I, yes. We're making a connection, Brett. We're connecting. We're, we'll, we'll get you and me, man. We'll we'll figure it yeah. out. All right. Well, that, Mike, we're, we're coming for you. <laughs> All right. Well, Brett, do you want to go ahead and give us a synopsis of Pearl from 2022? Yes. Synopsis is uh, a, is about Pearl from X, the old woman, except she's young now, living in 1918 in a very uh, tense situation. And I would say the best way to describe the way things unfold is we kind of get a deep dive into her psychology or Christ Almighty, the lack thereof. <laughs> yeah. Uh, all right. Well, in that case, let's jump over to IMDb and see what they have to say here. Pearl from 2022. It's rated R. It's an hour and 43 minutes. What? <clears throat> It's rated R? Yeah. That's crazy. Uh, I thought this was a family film. <laughs> it has a 7.10. 
oh out of 10 on IMDb, which is much, much lower than I expected it to be. It's from yeah. director Ty West. It was written by Ty West and Mia Goth. It stars Mia Goth, David Corinsweat, and Tandy Wright. And the IMDb. Corinsweat? Corinsweat. Corinsweat? Sweet? C O R E N S W E T? How would you Not pronounce better. that? Continue. Great. Um, and then the one sentence synopsis from IMDb. In 1918, a young woman on the brink of madness pursues stardom in a desperate attempt to escape the drudgery, isolation, and loveliness of life on her parents' farm. That is a weird I synopsis. Like, I, I, I was going to say, man, that puts a lot of emphasis on the last 30 minutes of this movie. <laughs> it sure does. <laughs> like, that's, that's like saying, I, I mean, they're basically saying the synopsis is the last 30 minutes. Well, what is so weird about this is how utterly slow this movie starts. I was not expecting how slow this was going to be at the beginning. It well, has a psycho uh, vibe to it. Uh, you know, as far as it building up. Here we go again, Brett. I'm, we're connecting because I had talked to I, when I talked to Fuck Mike about Mike. coming on for this sh for this episode. <laughs> I was telling him about Pearl a little bit because I had seen it. He hadn't. I was like, you got to go into this one thinking less Texas Chainsaw Massacre and more psycho. Like this thing yeah. definitely has psycho vibes. Yeah. Oh, for sure, dude. I mean, the way it builds up because like anybody that's ever anybody that's ever watched anything Alfred Hitchcock knows that it's going to be a slow build and i know he gets a lot of love for being the master of suspense which he absolutely was however all of his movies are boring in the beginning <laughs> and this Jesus this really Christ. no fucking come at me on this one because i know everybody loves alfred hitchcock but seriously like the the birds the birds is one of the most boring horror movies i've ever watched in my I, entire I life i cannot disagree with that that's definitely fair it's and however I, and i am a big hitchcock fan and i don't yes, disagree with absolutely. that either i absolutely birds is, like, I, I still remember, not to get too off topic, but I still remember my mom letting me watch Psycho and then saying, if you like that, go watch The Birds. It terrified me as a kid. And I remember as a like a kid pausing it and going, did you give me the right movie? That happened. <laughs> that happened. But anyway, no. So, But this one does have a slow build, but it doesn't... I, I feel like it doesn't get boring, but it no. definitely teeters on the cusp of it a couple times. Um, but it, it's, it's only because it's not in your face. It's all happening in the heads of the characters that we're seeing on screen. Yeah. Like the mom, the mom is clearly broken. Who wouldn't be? She has to change her husband's diapers. Um, mm. the dad, the dad, somebody please kill this dad. <laughs> and then we have, we, we have Pearl who is, Pearl, somebody yeah. needs to give her some laudanum or more of her father's morphine because Pearl is more of a psycho in this than I really expected her to be. Well, yeah, because yeah, in was... the first like 10 minutes, we see her kill that goose like right yeah. off the bat. Yeah, no, 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 no. I, 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 it's, it's funny you brought up that specifically because that in my notes, that scene made me go. So Pearl's got some issues, huh? 
Well, it's funny coming off of your uh, your ex uh, review. There's a, a, you you mentioned in there. This old lady has baggage, and when I saw you say that in that review, I was like, "Oh God, he's about to find out about Pearl's baggage when we watch this." Movie. You, you know what I just realized? That the worst part of bringing you on here is you can fact check the bullshit coming out of our mouths because you've watched our stuff more recently than we've recorded it. But but yeah, no, because I mean, even in. In, even in X, she does clearly have some baggage, but she's got some issues in this one. Yeah, it, it, that's what I find super interesting about this movie is it's, it, you know, your typical like horror psychoanalysis stuff for killers and whatnot will typically show yeah. you how they've evolved into the mad person that they are at some point. But like. Where we get introduced to Pearl in this movie is like, okay, they they, they give us about mm, two minutes of normal, regular, everyday farm girl in the 1918s. And then it's like, oh, no, this girl has some psychological problems. Oh, yeah. From the get go. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Straight up serial killer vibes. And I know that's touched on at some point, but like, like, that's an animal. You just used it with the pitchfork, which, by the way, I think we can all agree. Once she had the pitchfork in her hand, I think we all knew this was not going to be her living life and then getting traumatized. It was just trauma, 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 trauma. Yeah. Just the whole time. Well, it's that music, too, that like just barely swells right when she picks that thing up and she starts walking towards the goose. Like it. I will also say the music, it's a duck, by the way, uh, I thought it was a goose. Was it not a goose? It, pretty sure it's a duck. Okay. I'm not fact-checking that one. Regardless. So. Um, Thank you. <laughs> I just wanted to point out, the fucking score in this movie is damn near perfect, and it's because yes. of little moments yes. like that, where she picks yes. the thing up, it barely swells, it falls off at just just the right moment when she, whenever she kills it, and it's throughout the entire thing, the score in this is beautiful. It's, well, it's spot on for every vibe, too. Yeah. Well, you talk about vibes and you know, we talked about you guys talked about in, in your review of X about how it's obviously pulling from Texas Chainsaw Massacre, the 70s, you know, horror that was out there. And then mm -hmm. this one, this one is reverting back to like the 1950s Hitchcock style yeah. thrillers and whatnot. It's I would almost categorize this until the last, you know, 15 minutes, I would almost categorize this as a psychological thriller more than a horror movie, but it definitely goes the horror route towards the end. Um, but I like how they sort of adapted like, okay, this will, you know, X looks very seventies and we're going to make you feel like you're watching a movie in the seventies. Yeah. Now we're going to watch, now we're going to make it feel like you're watching a movie in Technicolor. Um, I love the Technicolor look. I was going to bring that up. It's so perfect for this film. Yeah. And I called, that also I, in lends my notes, to I called it high contrast cotton candy. <laughs> yeah, it, it also lends to a lot of the Wizard of Oz themes that you're going to get throughout this movie as well. Yes, I yeah. I kept getting that vibe, but I couldn't figure out why. Like I corn because of what <laughs> corn? That is not what I thought you said. <laughs> corn and overalls. Yeah, I mean, I guess oh, that's true. It, oh, well, no, the other thing is her no, hair. There's like one it's, scene of porn in here. Yeah, well, yeah, <laughs> uh, but but it's her hair it, and and the dress and stuff. That's what it is. It's and her oh, on a bike and and the whole thing. There's so many little things 
that like you can compare it to Wizard of Oz. I'm glad you brought that up because I, I couldn't there, quite put my finger on what I was getting out of that. Yeah. Now, see, you know, and we talk about surface level and being able to find deeper meaning in these movies and whatnot. This is another classic example of there, there's plenty of surface value to this movie to be able to watch and enjoy it. But there's also oh, yeah. a lot of underlying tones. What I really picked up on this time was a lot of that reference to Wizard of Oz. Like she's basically Dorothy and the Wicked Witch combined. Yeah. She wants to leave this place. She so desperately wants a tornado to whisk her away out of this place. But really, she's the tornado. She's the thing wreaking havoc in this in this story. Like she's both the the villain and the heroine. Yeah. It's it's crazy like when you start looking at it that way. And I love yeah, the outfits. There's the particular time when she puts the top hat on, the dress and then she's riding the bike down the road yeah. and all I could hear was dun, 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 you know (laughs) so and then you've got the scarecrow scene like there's a there's a lot of stuff that references wizard of oz in this well that's actually a reference to one of the deleted scenes from the wizard of oz Ah. (laughs) where dorothy fucks the scarecrow right yeah where dorothy fucks the scarecrow everyone knows that famous deleted scene i mean there's a there's a lot of famous stuff that happened behind the scenes on the wizard of oz that was pretty fucked up so (laughs) you never know It just it just ends with like his crotch like going into popcorn. The fu- dude, the face, <laughs> the face on that fucking scarecrow was so unsettling. It's the, very it's unnerving. The eyelids, I think, is it, why does it have fucking eyelids? That and bothered me shy. so much. Because crows not shy can about, tell, Mike. <laughs> <laughs> she's not shy about giving that thing some tongue either. She no. was tonguing the shit out of that scarecrow. <laughs> you know, and it's actually, this is a, a, this is the first scene that we really get um, a great example of the tension building, not overall, but from scene to scene. Like, like, like the a lot of the tension in this movie builds slowly in the scenes that it's happening in, rather yeah. than slowly building up over the entire movie. And this is a great example of it, because she pulls him down, and I'm like, okay, that's weird, but she looks like she lives in Kansas in solitude. That, that would make me go crazy, too. Okay. And then she takes it down. I'm like, okay, she's actually going to dance with it. She's got some screws loose. And then when she started, like, kissing it and everything, even that just seemed like, okay, Pearl's a little off. But once the tongue came out, I went, oh. <laughs> oh, well, I mean, guys, I mean, if, you're, if you've got your movie bingo card out, you can go ahead and check off Masturbation with a Scarecrow off your bingo yeah. card because it's in this <laughs> it's movie. <true. laughs> Well, what's also weird is it's a, it's kind of a cool juxtaposition of the the scene where she walks into the barn or is standing outside of the barn in X, looking at Maxine fucking that guy for the movie. Like it's yeah. there's some of the same shots. I also wanted to touch on the exact same shot um, from the barn is framed the exact same way in the very first scene yep. on this movie um, as yep. it is in X, which is just amazing. It actually it doesn't made have me, the same impact though. No, that's because true because much, it doesn't. There's not as much moving. It, well, it also doesn't give you the four by three ratio look because it's right, got right. all the slats on the side of it and stuff. But I love that it's tied together and there are so many little things right off the bat where you're like, that's the barn. And they do the exact same shots of like her sitting down and milking the cow as they did yeah. in X whenever she, she's dressed the exact same as me as uh, Maxine is in X. And there's just so many little, like you have to have seen X. And, and this is one of the things when I was looking up, how do I watch these movies in what order? I ran across a thread on Reddit 
And somebody had said, the correct order to watch these in is X, Pearl, X. Because you have to go back and rewatch X after you watch Pearl to catch all of the little things, like the shadow in X whenever she has the axe. The yep. whenever she kills the dude in the barn and you can just see her shadow and you hear the little the little music cues, the like ah, ah, from from all of the it's just dude, it's fucking perfect. And there's so many you know, things in here to catch. It's 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 funny you brought that up because I realized once I saw the house on screen, I realized I've not watched a sequel or prequel in a long time where I looked at something and I went, Oh, there's that thing. Yeah. Oh, it's the thing. Yeah. It, there it is. Yeah. And when I saw the house, I went, there's the house. Yep. It's the same it's the same feeling I had when I went when I watched Psycho 2. I was like, there it is. There's the house. God, well, Psycho 2 is great. So, I actually watched X directly after Pearl today. And oh, it's, interesting. it's because it's because of that very reason. Like I was like, okay, I've seen I've seen the 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 glossy version of this this house, this property. Let's see how it, you know, evolved into whatever it is now. Sixty-two years later, yeah. that we're going to see an X, and the 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 attention to detail and the attention to the production design that they do in these across these two movies is fucking mind blowing, dude. And it's like even so much down to like wallpaper in the house and where yeah. things are and, yeah. and shit like that. Like they really, I mean, they had to have shot a lot of this all at the same time because everything is so precise. And that's another I reason. Texted, like, sorry. I actually texted Mike at one point and said, I'm on board with Ty West. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, I, I, as a person who has, is a fan of Ty West and has seen all of his films, basically, I will tell you, if you go back to his earlier films, don't expect them to be like X and Pearl because he's he's sort of matured over the past few years since he's been doing these movies. His earlier stuff is, is it feels very like early director movies, but um, he definitely loves to reference um, certain genres of movies, certain time periods. His first horror film, House of the Devil, feels very much like a, uh, a demonic possession movie from the 70s it has that feel to it but if you don't that. enjoy if you don't enjoy slow burns his first few films are are very slow burns well i will say i whenever i watched x for for the first time i i believe it was the first ty west movie i ever saw um mm -hmm. because i went back on imdb and i i've got it pulled up here i started going through his old stuff and i'm like i'm realizing I haven't seen any of this. Like, I you know Ty West's name. I, I've heard it over the years many times, but I have not seen any of his previous work. You've probably seen Ty West in movies more than you've seen his directorial <laughs> debut, his, his directed movies. Um, he's, yeah, he's, he definitely he's, looks familiar. He's been in a lot of, uh, like, underground horror stuff. He was in Your Next. He's one of the ki uh, people in the... In the in the house in your next, okay. if you've seen that, yeah. oh um, yeah, he is. Um, he's he's been in a lot of like uh, what do they call the mumblecore? He's <laughs> he's part of that whole mumblecore yeah. movement when it kind of popped up in the late uh, two, uh, 2010s and whatnot. So he's I'm been mumblecore. Yeah, like I, I can't even really reference many of the movies, but there's like this little like niche of indie movies that they've dubbed mumblecore, and he was kind of part of that whole movement. Um, but he, he's sure the movies are great. Well, some of them are, some of them aren't. I've seen some of them. <laughs> when but you just I, Google I, mumblecore movies, 
Uh, this is what pops up. Daddy long legs, bag head, drinking buddies. I, yeah, I don't like it's just sort of like it's, it's, like it's, indie it's basically romance that, type shit, right? It's it's those oh, movies where okay. it's just like you're sitting around and it's ma- mostly based on conversations and, and like yeah. normal normal conversations you would have with your buddies and shit like that. So Reservoir Dogs, basically, yeah, <laughs> with, without the bank robbery and the murder, yeah, <laughs> without any of the good stuff that makes it good. The ear cutting off and all that stuff. I'm sorry, I'm sorry. I have, to, I have to rescind my statement because I'm a huge Tarantino fan. Without the jewelry the uh, uh, jewelry heist and the murder, because it wasn't a bank robbery in that movie. I'm an idiot. Well, um, okay, I, what I really want to talk about here is how this movie sets up into X and how we, we touched on it a little bit, but how we get from... And, you know, I, I thought maybe we could do talk about this a little bit spoiler free, but I, I think I'm going to go ahead and throw out a spoiler alert now uh, for both X and Pearl, because I don't think it, there's a way to talk about this in a meaningful way without spoiling both of them. It would be difficult to try and reference anything in these two movies without spoiling something. Mm-hmm. So what I want to know is how in the hell do we get from... Um, Howard walking in the door at the end to Howard thank you (laughs) Howard being the guy we see in X that is the big open question no I mean part of it is clearly his love for Pearl that that keeps him there and and also maybe even fearing for his safety a little bit when he walks in on her setting up this this insane dinner fucking years yeah but that's the thing right Uh, it's gotta be love right no, it's fear. <laughs> Love is not fear. And that ought to tell you something about his character. He just got home from a fucking war. Uh-huh. And he's more scared of his wife in that moment than the war he just left. Yeah. Well, yeah, well, yeah, but that's because the, well, and, and it's World War One too. <laughs> I don't know if you guys, I don't know if you guys know much about World War One, but there's some fucked up shit in there for real and so and that was the other thing i was thinking of because i i'm a huge history nerd and i've learned a lot about world war one and world war two and when he was shocked by that my first reaction was oh come on dude and then my second reaction after i saw her face is i went oh yeah well here here's the interesting thing he fought in both wars. She says that in X when she's talking yeah. to Maxine. She yeah. says he fought in both of them. So at a point, he left her again. So what the hell happened while he was gone? My wife actually be- said the same thing. She was like, I want to see the movie between Pearl and X. Yeah. I Well, it's so open. You can do so many things bet- in that time period. That's what, 50-something yeah. years? I mean, and that was the that was the thing going into this movie that sort of rubbed me the wrong way. I was like, oh, we're going to go back to the 60s. You know, I didn't think it was going to be such a far jump in time. I figured it would be Mm. something something to liken to where like, oh, in the last 10 years she's gone or, you know, she wouldn't be as young as she is. But I I mean, that didn't change how I felt about this movie. But I do find it odd that it's a 62 year time jump. Yeah, I I don't know. For me, it did it, it. It definitely affected the movie for me because for the last two days, I've been asking Brittany, what happened to Howard? (laughs) (laughs) Like, seriously, like what happened 
to Howard, who hurt this man <laughs> that so badly that besides, you know, besides Prussia, uh, <laughs> but, but what the fuck, man? Well, like, I mean, I, it's a part of it. Part of it, right, is is fear. Another part of it is love. Yeah, I want to see the conversation between Pearl and Howard when he finds out she fucking killed his sister. Like, yeah. how how do you live with someone like that? I well, want to see the conversation after she holds that smile for five minutes at the that's end. Credits. Such a perfect because ending. Too. It's, so it's, good. it's a really, it's a really, really good ending. But if we look at this from a realistic standpoint, eventually they gotta start talking. And <laughs> what is the first thing you say after five minutes of Parkinson's? <laughs> like, like, what, do you, what? What is the next conversation besides either what's wrong with you or what happened? Yeah. Well, I mean, here we've already discussed that she's got problems. Like, it's obvious right. from the get go that this girl has mental issues. Yeah. Oh yeah. And yeah, yeah. He he probably knew that leaving for the war. I mean, there's a good chance that he left thinking he would come back and she would have changed. You know, maybe. Why come back at all though? Exactly. I that's mean, the big question: is if you know that she's nuts, why would you come back? And that's what leads me to believe it's love. It's not just fear. He walks into that room excited to see her. He walks into a fucking, uh, just a horror show with the two people at the, and, and then the pig with all the maggots. I can't figure out hey, why Howard. she puts the pig on the table. That's a little, that's a little because fucking Because she's much, crazy, but. Mike. She's <laughs> yes, absolutely that's nuts. True. Yeah, that's hey, true. Howard, you're going home. I don't want to do that. <laughs> but like, just, he... He fucking, he walks into a complete and total horror show. And so I, it, it really has to be love where he feels like responsible after everyone else is gone. He has to feel responsible for her safety or to keep or maybe, her from being arrested or. Maybe the fucked up shit he saw in the war made him think about he loves his wife. He's got to do what he can to help her. That's I mean, true. there's all kinds of ways you could go with it, but guys, I keep forgetting guys, they're guys, married. Guys. It's such a weird, like throwaway thing that they're actually married. Cause she's so yeah. young. I keep thinking she's like 18 or 19 or something. I don't know how old she's supposed to be in this, but listen, I, I love my wife very, very much. <laughs> <laughs> but if I came into that, yeah, we start divorce yeah. proceedings. You turn right back around and make sure you don't put yes. your back to her for too long. Yeah. <laughs> this, this, this is the, this is the scene coming into that. Brittany. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> that's that whole scene. But that's the thing, right? Is like in X, there is a scene where Jenna Ortega's character gets locked in the basement and there is somebody down in that basement who we do not know. Um, Probably the mom. Which, which means he's been helping her like ring people in to, to, to kill and or torture them for possibly the entire oh, that's time. Right. That's right. It's not because it's not a corpse in the or it's not a skeleton in the basement. It's a corpse. Yeah, it's it? somebody that's tied yeah. up like to the to the wall. Yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 And she's she clearly freaks been doing out about something it. with his dingling. Yeah. Yeah, that's I remember now. Yeah, I, I mean, it, that's the I thing. Remember. Like, if you if you if you also watch when they stop at the gas station in X, there's lots of missing things posted on the bulletin that's board. That's true. There's yep. a there's a moment when Kid Cuddy is drinking from the milk carton, and there's a missing uh, thing on there. And the guy who's missing on the milk carton is actually the guy hanging in the basement. 
Oh, okay. Wow. Is he really? That's a good catch. Yeah. Jesus yeah, Christ. Fucking Rain Man over See, here. The, <laughs> this is the thing, though. It's like, I I need to know how they get from point A to point B. Like, if... Yeah, yeah. I, I just... It's so confusing, and that's the it, only dude, issue you, it's I been have with this movie. It's the only issue, because I expected when we got toward the end... And, and it cuts off and it fades into black before it comes back in of him walking up to the farm. I was like, are you fucking kidding me? You're just going to leave it like that? And then they show <laughs> him walking up to the farm. And I was like, okay, cool. We're going to get some fucking answers here. And then it's still left open, which I both love and hate. But I need to know how that goes from point A to point B. I just... Well, yeah, you, looking at the time period they're in, and this is the this is how I sort of rationalized all this in my brain watching it today, is, you know, we're starting in 1918. Maybe police investigation isn't what it is in the 70s or, or, or th that much later. So maybe they were getting away with doing a lot on this farm and being able to get away with it because they were good at hiding things. Like, there's Dude, even... Thing th they even pull the psycho thing where they put the guy's car in the lake, right? Yeah, and yeah. this is a this is a car from 1918. But then in X, we've got a Volkswagen in the same body of water. So what happened to that old ass car? Like it, it can't the be at the bottom thing. of this lake. It can't yeah. be at the bottom of the lake too. Yeah. But I, maybe I, it is. I, I, I feel like um, all I was thinking about was that scene at an SLC Punk where he's like, "Sink you fool!" and he's shooting the car. <laughs> <laughs> it's like the most what? buoyant lake in the world. It's the it was, lake yeah, in the world. It's <laughs> no, so even if the whole 1918 thing just works, like it helps with a lot of the the, the plot points, I still think all of that could have worked. Had we jumped forward even twenty years? Yeah, that's that would be my biggest hang up with Pearl, and that's why I would rank X higher than Pearl. Is I feel yeah. like if you would have set Pearl in the fifties, mid fifties, even nineteen sixty, I could deal with that jump in time a little bit better. You can do the forties and do World War Two. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, I make mean, him go off to war again. War thing. Yeah. Yeah, just make or, him go off to war again and just focus on what the hell she's doing and how she gets to a point of killing even more people or whatever. Yeah. But that's yeah. A, that's again, that's a horror movie. We're talking about turning Pearl into a horror movie when this, that's not what this is. Like you said, it's a psychological thriller for sure. Well, right. let's let's but, think about uh, this, though. Let's let, let's think about the essence of what's happening in Pearl and what's happening in X and Pearl. She wants to get out of this town and she's going to do whatever she needs to do to do it. At the end, she realizes Maybe I can just make the best of what I have. Yeah. So maybe, theoretically, when Howard gets home at the end of this, maybe she does calm down. Maybe he's willing to cover up this murder, cover up all the shit she did, and they live happily ever after until 1975. And then okay, he, but he his can't fuck anymore. Still rotting. What's that? His in-laws are still rotting. <laughs> like, even if there is a point where he, like, starts, you know, acclimating to her psychoses, because there's <laughs> got to be multiple, um, there's still the point of him going home, and the first, the first thing this poor guy sees is in-laws pig rotting. There's still... You're, 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 tr still, you're trying to get into the psychosis of someone that you don't know, Brett. You don't know what don't this guy was know. thinking. I don't want to know this person. <laughs> Do you? You're answering your own question, I think. <laughs> That's 
That's a fair point. <laughs> That's actually a fair point. But, but you know, I, and, and, and X, you know, he can't fuck anymore. So maybe she's got this urge and it, it's uh, just he recently. He pulls it together at the end. Oh, he does. Well, he does I, in a big way. <laughs> I, I have Good a, job, Howard. I have a theory that, you know, because of her insane monologue, which is just incredible, by the way, at, Dude. The, at the dinner table. It's, if, if you it's are one not, goddamn shot. If you are not on board with Mia Goth as an actress after that, yeah. I don't know what to tell you, dude, because I timed uh, yeah. it. It is five minutes and some odd seconds. Like I have it, I don't know what exactly it is, but it's five point some odd seconds or five minutes point some odd seconds. She does a no cut away monologue, dude. Oh mm -hmm. my God. And she's fucking emoting yep. the entire time. She doesn't break the entire time. Like, she deserves a nomination for that, in my opinion. For Dude, sure. the crying yeah. at the end, too, the way she goes from smiling to crying at the end in the yeah. credits is another thing where I was just like, it's, it is insane to me that somebody can just make themselves do that. Like, yeah, th this is something where I'm watching and I'm going, acting looks hard. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but in and that, this, in that monologue, she mentions kind of feeling trapped on the farm and stuff like that, right? I yeah. have mm -hmm. a feeling that when he comes back, um, the main theme of their marriage is him sort of keeping her trapped the rest of their marriage. And falling in love with him, while she does love him, I think she resents him a lot by the time we get to X because of the way that he has kind of had to protect her and, and kind of from herself and, and sort of keep her from going out in the world and just doing these heinous things and making those heinous things come to them. And so I have this yeah. feeling that she resents him more than we actually get to see because he kind of traps her even more than her fucking parents did. Well, okay, so this is this is what I've been trying to put together after watching these two movies is how do we get to Maxine? So, yeah. you know, we know there's a time gap what between Pearl and X. About? Yeah, like, we do. It, we know it's about Maxine going to L.A. to try to become famous. Yeah. So, like, where do the themes from Pearl and X cross over to this new character of Maxine? And I think it, it, it all becomes relative to this I want to be a star. I want everybody to know my name. How far am I willing to go for that to happen? I think the interesting thing that could happen in Maxine is we'll see a character that wants that so badly that she does go the distance to try and get that far, even if it means murder. Yeah. I don't know. I, I, that's just my speculation, but that's from the themes we're getting from these two movies. That's the natural progression I can see happening. Well, it's also Look out Weinstein. That's one of the things I love about this movie so much is there is this really profound sadness over the entire movie of Pearl. And yeah. I, I didn't know what that was about until like the last 15 or 20 minutes of this film where she just like, after after the monologue, you really understand why there is such a sense of sadness on this entire movie. And I love mm -hmm. how not only Pearl, but X also is dealing with um, the the just incessant want. Ooh, excuse me. The incessant want to be famous. And, and that yeah. is, I think, the overall arching thing in all of these movies, especially once we get to Maxine. I think 
there's a lot being said in here about how fame and the want for fame and, and failing yes. and all of that shit can ruin someone. And, yeah. and it makes you focus on and the wrong things it. and achieving it. And, and it makes you focus on the wrong things your entire life while you should be out trying to focus on other things. And, and that more than anything else is what I want out of Maxine is for him to really drill down on this idea about how fame can fucking ruin people well yeah, I mean, and, and let's let's look at what else she has to look at corn yeah like i mean yeah. i don't know I if mean, you josh and, and, i don't know if you've been to kansas but that's oof. my have. wife is <laughs> my wife is from there it's the armpit i'm talking to you kansas you're the armpit of this fucking country and you need to be cordoned anyway <laughs> for context um, we got no, trapped in a dust storm there on the side of the highway for hours one broke time my car <laughs> with the wind <laughs> it broke the wind. Kansas broke my car with the wind, and with it, my heart and love for Kansas. We've had many bad experiences in Kansas. It's terrible. It's terrible. I say, I, I say, fence it off and turn it into a prison state. But, uh, but no, it's a good idea. Um, uh, that, but that's why I think the setting works so well for the uh, for, for the like the ne the necessity to or the the necessary feel. Also, they're in Texas. Just to be clear, <sighs> I, I believe this both X and Pearl are both in Texas. So okay, that's just, that's just Kansas on the ocean. That's all that is. <laughs> let's be honest. Um, but no, I I think I think that setting works like this kind of like farm life setting because I feel like anybody with any that's why you and I got out of Arkansas because we had ambition and there was nothing for that place to offer. Right. And I feel I, I feel like putting it in this setting really, really helps with the mentality of I've got to get out of here because then all you've got to do is sprinkle on a little bit of schizophrenia and it's not hard to believe this character. Yeah. yeah. And I, you know, you guys are making good points as far as like, well, we were trying to figure out what's Howard's deal. Howard was able to contain her there. I mean, she was not able to to leave and do the things she wanted to do. Who knows what could have happened had she done that? I think with Maxine, where we're going with that is, is, oh, she is going to get into the limelight. What's she going to do to get to the limelight? Um, Can we all just agree that we'd all be OK with a Pearl trilogy? I would yeah. be okay with a Pearl trilogy. Yeah, but I well, think the thing that, that makes this so brilliant is that it's not all about Pearl, I know. and it's and, I and know. it's really using Maxine as a juxtaposition to Pearl and what Pearl wants out of life is I think what Maxine is going to end up getting. I think. Well, and this is what was always kind of bothering me about X until I saw Pearl is you've got this whole sort of bookend with the preacher on the TV and X talking about how, you know, we're, we're letting sin overturn our world. You've got murderers and dope fiends and blah, 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 blah. He's coming from a life and a, and a time that Pearl is used to. His daughter is Maxine and she is moving into a different space where, where things have evolved and things are different and you, you have these sexual awakenings or not. So it's also something that's showing kind of how, as generations pass, how things change and get different, but how they ultimately stay the same. Like yeah. people are going to do fucked up shit to get where they want to be. Well, I think another thing that it's that it's really saying is Pearl grew up in this super conservative time 
where her mother was like, you, you need to focus on the farm. You need to focus on right. being practical. And, mm -hmm. and the way that in X that Maxine and a bit, really all of them have, we're in the seventies and it's come so goddamn far from 1918, especially mm -hmm. sexual freedom. And, and just the way that the fact that you can even like, we touch on stag films in Pearl. Right. And, and I love, I love that they make a point to point out that like, Porn exists still here. Like, you know, mm -hmm. it's not nearly in the same way. And and I also love that Pearl barely reacts to it. That was such a I was expecting her to like, I don't know, have Recoil. have a visceral reaction to that. Like, oh my God. Um, and well, she barely reacts to it at all. That's what I think is really cool. And how that that's another thing that leads Pearl into X is how, you know, this is another Wizard of Oz thing I found is like the the movie theater. That's her Emerald City. That's where she ultimately wants to be. The the film projectionist is basically her wizard. Yeah. And yeah, you know, he is. I love that when, side <laughs> panning shot whenever they're walking <laughs> through all that stuff. The music is kind of all mystical and magical when they're walking through the backside of the theater. Yeah. And when they get in there, the room is painted green. So it kind of resembles like your Emerald City yeah, sort of wow. setup. And uh, yeah, he he becomes her dick wizard after that. Her dick wizard, wizard. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, but yeah, yeah, like I like that she doesn't seem to be phased by the fact that he's showing her pornography, and she's like, "Whoa, you can like that." Leads into where we go in X. And yeah. Again, like the sixty-two year time jump is what makes me feel like that's a little odd, but yeah. you know, it, it is what it is. I, I I have to wonder if the only reason they did that is because Mia Goth in real life is what. Like 28, probably 30, 30, something like that. Yeah. And they, they yeah. just, they did that just so it's less of an effort to put makeup on her or something the Which whole time. Which is weird and because she looks like a newborn baby with a full head of hair. Yeah. It's that yeah, cabbage she's, patch she doll looks, face. <laughs> I, I was trying to determine what age she's supposed to be in this. I, she's either eight, she's anywhere between 18 and 21, I believe. And yeah, I mean, that would put her in her 80s in, in, in X. Yeah. So, so the, well, it's Texas. So she could be 14. Well, I just looked up like, on Google here uh, how old is Pearl, and the prequels see Pearl in her 20s, so she's definitely in her 20s here, which is why I find it so weird. Like like I said, I kept thinking she was like 18 or 19, but I found it so weird that she was like married because I thought she was younger than she actually is, and then it does say here in X she's around 80. So, yeah, you're right. It does put her around yeah. 80. Well, I mean, in 1918, they were marrying people off at 16 and 17. True. So, um, That's and true. 14. Yeah. This yeah, happened, I, guys. Quit ignoring me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but it's fucking awkward that you keep bringing it up. That's what it is. <laughs> I didn't do it. America did it. <laughs> oh, Jesus Christ. Well, what do you guys think? We're, where, do you, where are we going with Maxine? Like, that's my big question in this, because we, we've seen all the Pearl's baggage. We see we we've seen Maxine's kind of backstory now, which I also, by the way, love that when you line these titles up, Pearl X Maxine, that we get that weird. It's that juxtaposition again that I also yeah. saw that Ty West said somewhere that he's th he's always thought of Pearl and Maxine as being two people, but also being the same person, which is, I think, where the whole sexual attraction thing from Pearl's end comes from in X because I don't think she's physically attracted to Maxine. I think she's just, she's so repressed and misses her youth so fucking much in X no, that she can't help but be somewhat sexually attracted to her. Well, she, she sees herself in Maxine and quite, I didn't really notice this until watching it today in X 
when they get to the farm and they're going into the house and whatnot, Howard takes a really long look at Maxine in there. And it's because she reminds him of his younger wife. Like, I think they look so much alike, and that's that's kind of where it all kind of comes together. Like, she goes so nuts, and as they kill off these girls, like, it could be anybody. Like, she just needs some kind of sexual play thing, right? Yeah. But as you go through X, they take out one of the girls, they take out another one, and he's like, oh, we got this, we got that. And, and Pearl herself even says, I don't want any of them. Yeah. I want her. Yeah. Like, they're going after her. Something about Maxine reminds Pearl of her former self. She uses the term X factor in that scene, doesn't she? Doesn't she say she has an X factor? Or does uh, she the, the boy the boyfriend says she has X factor at some point. Okay. Uh, I don't know and if Maxine and the judge in Pearl, Pearl ever says. says it too. She so, does. Okay. Okay. The no the judge in Pearl. One of the oh, judges okay. says that we're looking oh, for someone yeah, yeah. with that X factor. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I love that scene where she's stepping up on the stage, too, and she has to step up onto that X. It's like the fucking turning point of the movie where you go from hopefulness into just complete fucking disaster. We have to stop there because this is what I was talking about, about how we were going to get into this movie making me realize whether or not it's me hating Mia Goth or the character she plays. And it's the characters she plays because <laughs> when she is scream crying outside at a certain point, I said, I'm sitting here going, Oh my God, get the fuck over it. <laughs> like it was just, it was so over the top. It works for the character. Don't get me wrong because her, 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 her mentality is already so fragile and in- unstable that this is the thing that just sends her over the edge. But I think Whatever it is in me was, was sitting here going like, get over it, <laughs> get over it. It's a church dance squad. Now, of course, That's I'm looking at this make from this a, so funny is that it's such a small town, like yes. church thing. And, and she yes. fucking kills her whole well, family it's, just to be it's, there. It's, it's, br- it's bring it on in a God shack. That's all <laughs> that. That's all that competition is. That's really funny. And she's so broken up about it. But I, again, it totally makes sense. But this is the point that made me realize I like Mia Goth. I hate some of the characters she plays. Um, yeah, she really again, seems yeah, to it, enjoy playing like a really psychotic yeah. bitch. And she, for does, lack of a better she word. does it. She does it really, really well. Yeah. Even, even, but Infinity Pool was the one where I was like, she's really annoying when she loses her mind. <laughs> she's and, re- and, and, she's really hamming it up in in Infinity Pool. Yeah. Big time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, like it was way over the top. Yeah. And but in this, that over the top reaction makes sense because yeah. of how already all jitter brain she already yeah because we spent before that we spent an hour setting up how fucking crazy she is and we know exactly uh, the the difference there is in infinity pool we don't know much about her character in that other than she's rich she's married to this dickhead they do crazy shit when they come to this island right in this we spent over an hour setting up her backstory and we we actually sympathize with her when she's on that stage, regardless of how fucking crazy she actually is. We, you can really feel how much that fucking breaks her because you, I, I don't know about you guys, but I was literally expecting her to get that. I really was like, Were you really? I really was. I Cause wasn't. I was expecting her to go on the fucking road with these people. And that is where all of the, like, I, cause 
I'm probably misremembering that, but that moment where Maxine is looking at all the photos on the wall in X, isn't there a moment there where she's got a picture of herself like dancing or something? What is that? So they they remember <laughs> ask Rain Man over here. <laughs> They've they really gloss over a lot of that kind of stuff yeah. in the movie, but it, it, it does tell a story. She was a dancer before the war and the the outbreak. That's another thing that I think Pearl does. That's oh. really and that might and that might be why he said it in this time frame is because he we had the pandemic. Yeah, and I think he was trying to make Pearl relative to what's going on now yeah. in some way. And maybe there was you know the pandemic at that time can tie into that. Well, especially if but they film this in 2020, 2021. Yeah. yeah. So like, I think, and, and she says she was a dancer before all this happened and she's working on the farm because of the war, the, the outbreak and everything. So I, I must think have she's just that part of it. Okay. That makes way more yeah. sense. Cause the whole time I was sitting there going, okay, but where in the fuck did that photo come from? That's that's in X that they have that entire weird moment where she touches her on the side when she's wearing the overalls or whatever. There's that really yeah. weird moment where they're like bonding over this photo <clears throat> and you can see Matt. Yeah. And you can see Maxine notice or at least seemingly notice that she looks very similar to her and and it's just it's kind of glossed over so i i was yeah very, it, it's one of those was very similar huh okay it, it, it's it's one of those where it's like let let the let the audience figure out the storytelling and i yeah. i can respect that like i don't need things told right to me all the time Amen to that. and i and you know movies have gotten to a point where like they feel that like they need to tell you everything i again because that's people that's, are that's, stupid true I love uh, the new I'm Guardians, but there's that. so many moments like that in the new Guardians. It's yeah. really fun and good, but there were so many moments where I was like, oh my God, just stop the fucking exposition. I get it. Yeah. I'm not that yeah, stupid. When Peter... It's like sitting in a movie with somebody who hits pause and then just goes, okay, so this is what's going <laughs> exactly. on. Yeah. yeah, when when Peter has to lay out everything that happened from the first yes. movie through Infinity oh War, my God. I was just like, yes. God, we've, we've uh, you know, <laughs> check the box office numbers, guys. We've seen the yes. movies. We know what's happening. I haven't even seen but, any of the Avengers movies, and I was like, I know all of this. I get it. Yeah. <laughs> that's because there's 42 of <laughs> yeah, them. that's true. <laughs> but no, like, uh, you know... It, I am a big fan of those kind of movies as well. Like I can go in like those are my popcorn movies and I, I know what I'm getting with that stuff. They're going to yeah. ha- they're going to have to give me exposition. They're going to have to tell people what's happening because most people haven't seen all of these movies. And, you know, I'm just a nerd like that. I've watched all the movies, so therefore I, I know what to expect out of them. You're, and I just kind of have to let them be what they are. Oh, no. Here you, we go. Wait, wait, here we go. Wait, you watched all the Avengers movies. Do what? You watch all the Avengers movies? I don't know if you know oh, yeah. this, but we're both big, big haters of Marvel. Guardians is literally the only Marvel series that I like. How, 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 how'd you do it? <laughs> uh, many years of just watching movies. <laughs> Did you start with the beginning? You started with the beginning? Well, you know, I was watching movies when these started coming out in theaters, Brett. So, yeah, okay. I, I was watching okay. them then. No, 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 no. I'm not condescending to you. I just have a theory that the only way to enjoy them is to have started with them. Yeah, I've I thought about that. trying to catch up, and I looked up a list, and I was like, "That's too many. I'm I'm out forever. <laughs> I, I, I will never I went, do this because it's it's too many." I went to I went to Walmart, um, and they had all of the um, Avengers movies mm-hmm. on display, but none of them were in order. 
which that alone is a major problem for me. Uh, the other problem was that I looked at it and it was so overwhelming on just where to start that I just went to the next end cap over. Well, see, you guys movies. are you guys are proving the point that I've been saying over the past few years that movies, especially comic book movies, comic book movies are becoming very relative to comic books. I was not a comic book reader for a long time because of that very reason. There is so much story and so many different start and stop points in in, in comic books that it is overwhelming to try and get started as a comic book reader or a comic book collector. But once yeah. you find once you find where you can dip your toe in and sort of spread from there, it gets easier to figure that shit out. It's the same thing with so the it's Avengers. Like days of our lives. Yeah, basically. Yeah. <laughs> okay. I mean, eventually you're going to have somebody possessed by the devil and you're going to have to have an exorcism, you know? Wow. Right. <laughs> right. Marvel just, is just, just like what happened with John and Julie over at the Connor residence. Absolutely. Right. I mean, I fully expect Star Wars and the Avengers to sure cross over at right. some point. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, I would I would be shocked if Star Wars and Marvel doesn't cross over at some point. Like that would be. I mean, they're owned they're owned by the same people. They've already kind of set the framework for it. That's Oof. how much of a nerd I am. Like I can see where they've set the framework for this to be a possibility. Now you're gonna Guys, hurt Brett's ever, feelings. If, if that if that ever happens, just don't call. <laughs> it's just gonna it's just gonna be click. <laughs> well, well, I mean. <laughs> <laughs> And I mean, we determined when when you, you guys were on our show. I mean, Mike's not the biggest fan of Star Wars. He's never watched any of the Star Wars movies, right? Well, so, he's a bad person. I've watched some of them. Brett made me watch one one time, and it wasn't terrible. Made him, um, <laughs> but no, I do not like Star Wars. I've deci what, I decided mean, the other day I should decide to like Star Wars just to piss Brett off. Like I'm now a <laughs> Star Wars fan, but only the new stuff. <laughs> No, I mean the wor the the worst. So you're twelve. <laughs> The, the worst Star Wars, like, uh, the people who hate Star Wars the most are Star Wars fans. Like, so it's a, it's a toxic fandom to get this into. This is why oh, I always ask. God, it's so true. Almost every fucking oh, week. shit. I say to Brett, Brett, do you even like Star Wars? <laughs> I love it. And that's his answer. <laughs> All right, yeah, well. The <laughs> well. We're getting way off topic here. We're getting way off topic. I, um, I want to know what you guys are going to be rating Pearl and any final thoughts about this movie. Hmm. I'll start. I mean, obviously I'm, I'm, I'm the one who came into these movies as the biggest fan, I guess. I mean, I, I, like I said, I have my ear to the ground when movies like this are coming. And when I heard Ty West was doing X, I got excited. And then when I found out, Pearl was coming shortly thereafter. It made that even more exciting. I think he's doing something that we haven't really seen done in the horror genre. Um, someone who's putting a lot of thought into planning out how they're going to tell a story. Yeah, we've had plenty of, you know, our franchises, Friday the 13th, Nightmare on Elm Street, where we make movie after movie and it just does what it does. But it seems like he's putting a lot of thought and effort into how he's wanting to tell these this particular story. So I'm excited where Maxine is going to, how that's going to tie it up. So going into X, like I loved X. It was one of, it was my top, it was my number four movie of the year last year. Yeah, I told Brett after we watched X for the first time, I was like, had I seen this in 2022, this would probably be, be above barbarian for me for sure yeah i mean it was it was it was x uh i don't even remember what the t t i mean my, my number one movie of last year was everything everywhere all at once that, that movie was fucking yeah. amazing right um but 
X was not my number four, so I would rate that fairly high. So going into Pearl, there are things that I think are are problematic with it that make it a little less likable for me than X, but you kind of ha- can't have one without the other at this point. Mm-hmm. I would, how do you guys do your rating systems? Like uh, out of 10? Out of 10, yeah. Okay. Uh, I would probably give Pearl somewhere around like an 8, 8.3, something like that. Right. Where, where, where X would probably be like a 9, 9.3. Yeah, I was going to say we have a raffle because um, that's how it feels sometimes. Um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, I I thoroughly enjoyed Pearl. I did um, the I, I got major Hitchcock vibes. Um, I feel like I got uh, Psycho is Psycho is the first horror movie I ever saw. And so to see this with Psycho vibes was Really, really cool. Mm-hmm. Um, I did not pick up on the Wizard of Oz references until you guys started talking about them. Um, however, um, it does make a lot of sense. Um, and that adds another element to it, too. To it as well. And... I, I, the <laughs> ending's the issue, though. Sorry, I, I, just, I was thinking of really, really how to word it, but the ending is the caveat... That affects the rating for me because it leave it doesn't just leave stuff open. It lead it leaves an entire it leaves the majority of Pearl's life open, and we already know that the next movie isn't about her. Um, now, with that said, it does make me kind of wonder if since she's in both movies and we have very different color grades, palettes, all that, if there is um, an element to this that this is being done from Pearl's perspective, both movies, because we do have such drastically different color grades. We do have such drastically different lighting. You know, we have I called it high contrast earlier. I meant high key. This is a very high key lighting. This is a very uh, candy corn or um, um, uh, cotton candy coloring. Normally that wouldn't work, a la Barbie. However, it works in this. And so... It's because it's, it's got that think, Technicolor vibe to it. That's why it works. Yeah, in Barbie, yeah. it's no, just everything super clean and bright and oh, fake looking. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. <clears throat> like Barbie. Yeah. And so I really liked being able to dive into the um, mentality of Pearl. Um, the ending, like the very end scene, is one of the most unnerving things I've watched in years. It, it makes me incredibly uncomfortable. The whole t- And I was watching it in the dark, and the whole time I'm watching the ending, and I literally felt my face doing this at one point. <laughs> just, just brow furrowed, just, oh, I don't like that. <laughs> I don't like that. Keep watching. I don't like that. <laughs> Keep watching. And so um, I was going to give this. <laughs> I feel I this really sucks. I can't remember what I gave X and I don't want to give this a better rating than I gave X. So <laughs> I'm I'm going to say the original rating was going to be a star below whatever that was. Plug the number in, Mike. Um, but this one brings it down. I, I would say I'd give this like a seven, seven out of ten. Like, I mean, it was up until, up until the ending, this was an eight out of 10 for me. Um, if not an 8.5, but the ending just made me, I don't know. I'm not angry about it. Like I would be, um, like I was at the end of bodies, 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 (laughs) where I just felt like I'd been fucked with for an hour and a half. Um, but 
but this still had an impact on how I, you know, how I inevitably felt about the movie or eventually felt about the movie. Yeah, I mean, what's interesting about that is uh, I could I could tell you what you rated X if you'd ever fucking use Letterbox. Um, so, in my opinion, <laughs> for me, um, no, you're right, you're right. Continue. <laughs> Pearl is not nearly as strong as X is, but that's because slashers are one of my favorite things. I was expecting more of a horror movie going into this. Now, that is not to say I didn't enjoy it, and it's not to say that this is not a great movie, but I was just given what X is by its very nature, um, I just expected more of a horror movie out of Pearl. Now, I will also say the end scene where she's dismembering her sister-in-law and and throwing <laughs> her head and the all of that is awesome. I wanted I to fucking love that. the shot where the X. I love when the axe comes down on her neck and you just see yes. the fucking head get it chopped off. It looks incredible too. Like it looks it's so amazing. fucking real. And the arm yeah. part where you can actually see up like where she cuts it off and stuff. It's crazy. Um, the special effects in that part are amazing, but. I wanted more of that out of this. Now that is not the fault of the movie. And had I thought about what, what X is as a horror movie is so representative of the movies that were coming out at that time when that movie is set, uh, specifically Texas Chainsaw and Halloween. And I would even throw a little bit of Friday in there and all that stuff. It's very representative of what that is. And had I, thought about that for even a second before sitting down to watch Pearl, I probably could have gathered what Pearl, more of what the vibe of Pearl was going to be going into it. Um, and so I can't really hold what I wanted out of it against it because what he's doing with these movies. And, and I really hope out of Maxine, we're going to get eighties, like just nasty LA eighties vibes. I fucking cannot wait to see what he does with that. That's why that that's that's what makes me so interested and excited for these movies is we're talking about how we feel about these two movies together now. We don't have the whole picture yet. Yeah. I mean, how is Maxine going to wrap all three of these together? And yeah, like I I'm interested to see if Maxine goes the route of like our our, our like maniac and shit like that. That those, is exactly what I would love. Are, yes ingrained in 80s culture and the 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 way 80s horror movies feel yes um you know like i, I can only assume that's what's going to happen because that's what he's done with x that's what he's done with pearl i imagine a movie set in the mid 80s is going to have that mid 80s slasher horror movie feel maybe maybe he'll surprise me and it won't be that at all i don't know but that's only what i can assume and i'm excited to see if that's the case have you seen let me see if i can um track this down real quick there is a yes here it is have you seen this screenshot because this screenshot is the thing yes. that like i really gets me excited about this being like a dirty nasty 80s movie because i look at this and i think like oh my god this is gonna be like he he's really gonna go for the 80s thing out of this I fu yeah. This screenshot gets me so fucking excited for what Maxine is going to be because of everything you just said. Maniac is the perfect example of that. Uh, just that that nasty vibe that Maniac has is what I really want to see out of Maxine. And again, had I thought about all of this going into Pearl, I think that I would have been a little bit more on board with Pearl. Um, I think that it's extremely slow in parts. And like Brett said earlier, it definitely teeters on 
a moment of like I'm getting there's too much backstory and this is too slow, but it always pulls me back in. Like that's the good thing about Pearl is that even though it can teeter on boring, there are moments that sprinkled throughout the whole movie that makes you like, oh, what I'm I'm back in. So for me, yeah. Pearl is it's really damn good, but it is not as strong as X. And I think part of that is how much I love slashers. This isn't a slasher, even though that's what I wanted out of it. And it makes me wonder what the hell Maxine is going to be, if not a slasher, because I don't know. It, I guess it depends on what year he sets it in. If we go 1981, it may be a slasher. But if we go 1988, I, think, I don't I think this is not 16 candles. <laughs> There's a there's a synopsis out there that says what year it is. It's either 83 or 85, I think, which, again, that plays into the whole like between films. How long is the time jump? Because if you've got Pearl that jumps 62 years and then you go from 79 to 85, that's six years. I mean, that's a small time jump. So that that's another thing that kind of makes it feel weird. But again, like I love 80 slasher movies, so I'm, I'm game like, like, let's do that. Shit. Yeah, for sure. All I'm seeing so what I'm is, hearing is we need to make a fan film. <laughs> we just need to bridge the gap between Pearl and X. And yeah, yeah, can't be that hard. We got 60 fucking years to work with. Well, what's really you got, crazy. You got plenty of corn up there to deal with. <laughs> to shoot it. It's true. <laughs> That's very fucking true. Uh, I, I don't know if you know this, Josh. Uh, we talked about it in our X thing. Um, One million dollars is all yep. they spent on this on this fucking movie. Which is and just insane you what, to me. I, I, you know, it, it is insane that he's uh, he's done these two movies for two million dollars. Yeah. And, wh and what's crazy is, is every penny of that is on the screen, whether it's your actors, your production value, all of that stuff. Like just the dance sequence in this movie. Just some poor PA in the background crying in the corner. <laughs> <laughs> It's it's he's he, he spends his money wisely. I will say that. And I don't. Is there a budget for Maxine uh, on IMDb? I'm not sure. Let me look. Because I'm sure if it's, higher, it's gotta be it right. Especially if they're bars. shooting it in. Because I think that uh, Pearl and X were both filmed in New Zealand. Is that right? Um, I think so. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and no, I'm not finding a. I'm not. I can only imagine budget. I can only imagine being that it was it was shot separate from the other two and seeing how successful Pearl and X were. Yeah, they 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 had to have given him a bump in budget a little bit because he's got some higher quality actors in 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 Maxine. I mean, Kevin Bacon's got a part in Maxine. Yeah, so um, like Housley or whatever a, her name is too is in that as well. I think. Yeah, Halsey and then uh, Bobby Carnival yeah. is in it. So like the, he's got some bigger some bigger actors in this one. So it, it it I would say it probably got a bump in budget. So I'm anxious to see what he does with that too. Um, the box office so far for the series, according to Wikipedia, is 24.5 million, which is not great. But if you consider how much they made those fucking movies for, that that yeah. is a <laughs> they knocked it out of the park. So, and you consider the production company that it came from, A24. Yeah. I mean, A24 is is putting out. I mean, they had the best picture of the year last year. So yeah, uh, that that's that's kind of why I love A24. Also, is because they're willing to take a chance on these weird oddball movies that will challenge people like i mean i don't know if you've never seen like uh uh what is it what is the name of that movie uh, never mind i'm going off on a tangent but there there's a couple of movies that a24 have put out that will just like 
you'll be like, what? Like, I don't know if you guys have seen Bo is Afraid, but that movie is a fucking... Not yet. I, I wanted to see that in theaters. They are playing so it. Long. They're playing it one time every day, and it's in the middle of the day. It's like playing it like noon every day, and I'm just like... Blackberry right now is the same way. They're playing it twice a day, and it's at like one and noon, and I just can't get myself over to a fucking theater in the middle of the day like that. That's... Yeah. Whatever. I had to do I had to do the same thing to be able to see that. But I mean that that is a three hour movie and it's Ari Aster who's already done some crazy wackadoo shit with his <laughs> last two movies. Like he goes first one. He goes full balls to the wall and Bo is afraid. And it's like if A24 is going to throw money at those filmmakers and let them at least try their hand at their crazy wild fucking productions they want to do. I, I'm along for the ride. I'll I'll see what they're willing to do. Well, especially like I, you hand so, you hand a filmmaker like Ty West a million dollars, you know he's going to come away with something that you can make money on. Like if if this was a fifteen million dollar movie, I'd be like that. You're really rolling the dice here on whether you're going to make your money back because this is a very niche. This is aimed yeah. at a very niche market, and and you hand him a million dollars. That's essentially nothing for them. And you know you're going to be able to make money back with somebody like Mia Goth in it and, and somebody mm -hmm. like Ty West at the helm. Like, that's – either way. I uh, mean, that's – I was just going to say, big thing Pearl, about this movie. I, I'm like, giving Pearl a 9. I think Pearl is a 9 out of 10 for me, for sure. Oh, that's oh. right. We're rating these. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> wow. I just wanted to get what, that out there before we continue. What did you rate X? I rated X as a 9. Nine. Oh, okay. So, so I okay, think gotcha. they're equally good movies. I just went into Pearl expecting something a little bit different, and and he he gave it a nine because it's made by A twenty four. No, <laughs> I hated Bodies, 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 and that that's made by A twenty four too. I think I gave that a two. What? What? <laughs> I Bodies, Bodies, Bodies is like uh, this generation's sort of scream. It, nope, no, it's it, no, no generations anything. <laughs> it's no generations anything. I mean, I, I I walked out of that one. I expected more out of that movie. I'll just say that for sure. I needed a, I needed a fucking insulin shot after I watched that piece of shit. <laughs> All right. Well, um, any final thoughts before we get out of here on Pearl X Maxine, whatever. Fill uh, the gap. Yeah. Fill it. Yeah. That's what, Put that's, something what Pearl, out. that's what Pearl's been wanting this entire time. <laughs> fill, fill the gap, fill the gap, plug the hole and make it all make sense. Well, I mean, I, it does make sense. It for sure makes sense. I just think that there's a, I was not expecting 1912 or whatever the fuck it is. Like I just, 1918, I was not expecting that much of a gap. It makes sense when you yeah. think about how old she is in X and how young she is in Pearl. It makes, you know, number wise, it makes sense. I just that was a big shock to me how far back we were going, considering <laughs> the 70s yeah. is what X. I don't know. It's fucking nuts. You want to get into brass tacks here? I mean, we can we could probably say that they, they probably wrote themselves into a corner when they started with X setting Pearl at the specific age she was at and then 
going, oh, well, we want to do a, a, a prequel about her. Well, we're going to have to set it way back in order to tell that story. Yeah. They probably wrote themselves into a corner in the writing room and were like, well, we'll do what we can with it. <laughs> Who knows? I mean, I would love to be a fly on the wall in the writer's room to figure out what happened there. Well, she's but just that's, so that, damn decrepit in X. You have no choice but to go back that far, I think, in order to make Pearl yeah. and Mia Goss real age work together. Like, you can't make... Yeah. You can't make... <laughs> you can't make Pearl... 15 because Mia Goth is twice the age of, of that. And, you know, I, I don't know. I just feel like had we had we had less of a gap, this whole thing would be stronger. And I might even be willing to give Pearl a 10 because there's yeah. there, that. Like you said, Brett, the ending is the only issue with this movie. It's it. Yeah. it there's too many questions of how wow. the hell Howard deals with this. Just one post credit scene of Howard going, Dude, what the fuck? What the fuck would have been fine? Like, <laughs> and it's so funny because you've been up to things. <laughs> <laughs> and it's funny because like this is a weird movie because most of the time when you say the end of the movie is the problem, let's be clear. The end of this movie is fucking amazing. Oh, it's great. Yeah. It's it's just the 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 cliffhanger they leave you on at the end of this movie is where you're like, wait, what? Well, like, it's it's because this ties into X is the reason it's bad, it, and not yeah. not even bad, but but confusing maybe, and and, and it's it, it's because it ties it into X that Pearl feels so. There's so many unanswered questions. Had he put Pearl out first and then put X out, I don't think Pearl would have nearly the emotional punch that it does. But I think right. it would it would give us a more sense of feeling completed, and rather than watching them, maybe it's just the order we watched them in. I don't know. You want you want to know my hot take on Maxine? Okay. I think Howard comes back. <laughs> that is a hot take. <laughs> Mm -hmm. Howard comes yeah. back as a ghost yeah. and he's haunting Maxine. Howard, mm -hmm. the ghost. Yeah. That'd be funny. It's, it's, just, it's just him running around imitating Carrie's mom. They're all going to laugh at you. Oh, oh definitely Christ. some fucking Carrie vibes going on in this movie, too, with the, the conversation yeah. between Pearl and her mom yeah. when she fucking burns her ass yeah. up. Yeah. Yeah. That's something we didn't some even Carrie. touch on. I cannot even believe how. How fucking good that scene where she catches on fire looks. She yep. must be dry because she caught on fire really quickly. That, yeah. Well, she's. I mean, her husband's in a wheelchair. She's pretty dry, Brett. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> All right. Any final thoughts before we get out of here? Mm. No, I'm 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 excited for for Maxine. Yeah. I don't know when it's coming out, but I it's definitely one of my most anticipated movies. I saw so I'm, just I'm a few weeks ago they that they, they wrapped up filming. So it's I'm sure being edited right now. So all right. Well, if you guys like this, make sure you hit the like button. If you really like this, make sure you hit the subscribe button because we got a lot more content like this on this channel. Make sure you go check out the VHS sure Files podcast. I have that link down in the description. Like I said earlier, if you like our vibe and our podcast, you will definitely like the VHS Files podcast. Josh, thank you for being here. That was a lot of fun. Yes, um, sir. You provide a lot of context that we otherwise lack to these movies. Yep. <laughs> nope. I'm it's a movie a, a, nerd, a, a, man. I, I I delve in when it comes to doing research and, and my opinions on movies. So I am always down to talk about a film. Yeah. Yeah. It's a, a, a lot of this is usually us going, oh, wait, 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 hang on, hang on. 
Yeah, just Googling it. I just want to say uh, you can actually catch Brett and Mike on one of our episodes that will be coming up in the near future. So make sure you head over to our channel to check that episode out. We'll be talking about Night of the Demons. It was a really fun episode, and uh, we're anxious to get that one out for everybody. That's fans of you guys to see you on our show. So that'll be coming in the near future. I'm really stoked to see <laughs> We've successfully tricked you. <laughs> um, yeah, no, I'm I'm looking forward to see how that, seeing how that episode came out because that was a lot of fun to record. So when it Absolutely does drop, it I will make sure to link that down in the description of this episode. But for real, go go subscribe to them because they are doing awesome stuff over there. So where, where, where is he? Oh, that's that's oh nope he's up. Well, thanks for having me on, guys. I yeah, had a blast for sure. So thank you guys for watching. If you got all the way to the end of this, we super appreciate it, and we will see you guys next time. From the deep. Bye-bye. Ta-ta. I'm going to be a fucking star. <laughs> <laughs>